Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Hey everybody, Chad Jensen here. This episode of Trickle Down Theories that you're about to feast your ears on was recorded a while back, but due to some technical difficulties and some unforeseen obstacles on my end, its release was delayed until now. Fortunately, it's a draft-focused podcast, but apologies for the delay, and without further ado... You're listening to Trickle Down Theories, where football knowledge is power. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now, here's Eric Trickle. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Trickle Down Theories Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Trickle. On Trickle Down Theories, we talk about all things NFL draft signings rosters trades team needs anything and everything you could think of we do have a focus on the denver broncos as i am an analyst of mileheddle.com joining me today is my colleague from mileheddle.com nick kendall nick how's it going hey i'm doing pretty well ready to record once again with you if you just heard anything that was my cat jumping up on the bed and saying hello um but yeah doing well and really excited to be talking draft man i've been I've been itching. You know me. I'd be, I'll message you at 3 a.m. and like, hey, did you see this guy? Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter what hour it is. You know, I'm always down to talk NFL drafting, team building, not just for the Broncos, you know, any team, but specifically the Broncos. For sure. Definitely. Our private conversations about the draft, they can get rather interesting, especially when you're wrong. And I have to point out why you're wrong. Hey, man. <laughs> you know who looked pretty good this week? Who? Josh Rosen. He did. I'm not. I'm not good. I mean, he looked pretty, he looked pretty I, good. I, I that's that's my boy. I think he. I think he put the. They didn't win, and his stats were not the best. But I've watched everybody besides the last game for Josh Allen, and I thought that he looked. I mean, granted, I always thought he was the most pro ready, so that's a big part of it. But man, he looked. He looked pretty good. <laughs> yes, he did. Now, if you guys haven't, as you guys probably have heard by now. Nick and I, Nick joined me for an episode where we talked about the offensive side of the ball. Now's where it's really nitty gritty because this is a big issue for the Broncos as we've seen so far this season. We are recording this on Tuesday, October 2nd. So it's probably a couple, a little bit old by now, but definitely guys stick around and listen to it. We're just talking college guys. We're talking draft, not so much about the Denver Broncos outside of what they could be looking at the needs that they have. For now and the future, that's unlikely to change in the next couple weeks or between the time we're recording this and you guys are listening to it. But there's definitely a bunch of issues. Before we get to that, though, I just want to holler at you guys about why you guys need to join, need to check out Audible. Now, Audible is great. I don't know if you use it, Nick, but I use it all the time. Whenever I'm doing any kind of writing or film breakdown, I'm able to use Audible, just plug in headphones into my phone and just be able to re- listen to a book. Even before bed, I'm able to do that and relax. Now, you guys can get a free audiobook download and free 30-day trial at www.audibletrial.com. You guys can get over like 180,000 titles on your phone, Android, Kindle, MB3 player. 
basically any kind of electronic device. Again, it's www.audibletrial.com slash huddle up. I absolutely love it. You guys should definitely check it out. It's it's worth it, especially, as I said, if you don't have the time to sit down and actually read a book, it's perfect for you. Now, on the defensive side of the ball, there's definitely some areas that the Broncos need. They do have some concerns about their interior defensive line. That's where we're going to start off at, simply because Zach Kerr, who's been playing great, Domitop Echo, who's been playing great, they're on their last years of the deal. Derek Wolf, he's coming up towards the back end of his contract. Shelby Harris and Adam Gotzis, they're both getting to that point where you've got to look at an extension for them. I think tw- I think they have next year they're under contract for Shelby Harris is a restricted free agent, so he'll be back on a cheap deal. But 2020, you definitely got to figure something out. Demarcus Walker, I know a lot of fans want him out there on the field, but he's behind every single other defensive lineman on the Broncos roster, and he's such a liability against the run that they can't just throw him out there because it's an easy audible run at Demarcus Walker. So this year's defensive line group is fan-freaking-tastic. It's probably one of the best interior defensive line groups that we've seen in quite a while. Ed Oliver, Jeffrey Simmons, you've got... Lawrence from Clemson. You've got a Lawrence from LSU. You've got the other guy from Clemson that whose name I just slipped out of my mind. Just so much talent, just from top to bottom. You'll probably end up seeing probably five or six of these guys at this time. Obviously, things can change that could end up being first round picks. Oh, more than that. I honestly think you could see eight to 10. I mean, that's that's crazy talk, I know, but like this, this interior offensive line class. And some of these guys are kind of edge rusher slash interior offensive line. Or, I mean, it's <laughs> it's one of the best classes I have seen in a long time, if ever, for interior offensive line or defensive line. Now, I'm curious about who those other couple interior defensive linemen are because I'm looking at a list in front of me, and I've got Ed Oliver, Raekwon Davis, Jeffrey Simmons, Rashad Lawrence, Christian Wilkins, and Dexter Lawrence. Those are guys that I could all see as first-round picks mm-hmm. on the interior defensive line. After them. I'm seeing guys that are maybe second, third round picks. I'm just not seeing those extra couple guys. Rashawn Gary, I think is going to be an interior guy in the league. And I think he's going to test out of the gym and he's playing at a position that doesn't suit him best right now is that heavy edge for Michigan. I think it's like the same position that Chris Worley or Wormley played at Michigan. And then he drafted third round of being interior defensive lineman, just miscast at Michigan. You know, that's, that's just that's the system they run. They like those heavy edges, at least on that side of the line. I really think Rashawn Gary will be a high pick. And a guy that – two guys that have flashed tremendously for me when I've watched him recently are – oh, actually three guys that have really just stood out to me. Uh, Gerald Willis from Miami, which there are some questions there, but Mark Reich, head coach of Miami, could not speak more highly about. And his game against LSU, honestly, was probably the best tape I've seen from an interior defensive lineman as far as a singular game. I mean, as far as his interior penetration ability and his swim move, that stuff is just pure fire. And then another name who's rising up that I feel like draft community is just getting on him. And I've honestly, when I watched him, I've been watching Raekwon Davis, but Quinnen Williams from Alabama is another guy who he's just a redshirt sophomore, but uh, sounds like he'd be interested in going. He's 6'4", 290 pounds. And man, this dude has some violent hands. He just jars guys at the point of contact and they have him playing nose right now a lot of times but i don't think that's where he best profiles because he can actually move pretty well going forward so that's very interesting i'm also curious to see if a guy like zach allen from boston college will kick inside and another name you didn't mention that's got some uh, potentially crazy tools a lot of people have spoken very highly of him including tony pauline is a uh, Derek brown from auburn 
Now that some of those guys, there's questions, you know, Jeffrey Simmons, is he going to go in the first round? Cause he had that issue before he went to Mississippi state, you know, that that'll be interesting, but man, the talent is phenomenal. Yeah. To touch on a couple of names on there, Gerald, Gerald Willis. I think that just the character stuff will kind of keep yeah. him out of the first round. Rashawn yeah. Gary, as you said, he could definitely be an interior defensive lineman. He's kind of like Demarcus Walker, in my opinion. Not so much that he's an interior pass rusher, but he's kind of not a full-time four-three defensive end. But he's not a full-time three-four defensive end. He's, he's kind got of somewhere so much more power than. Demarcus Walker could ever I, I even agree. dream. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's just he's just kind of a little bit of a tweener there. I think his best spot would be as a kind of in a multi front defense where he's able to kick outside, play edge against certain on certain downs and situations, kick inside and rush the passer in certain situations. Yeah, he's I, I wholeheartedly will say that he is a better player than Demarcus Walker is. It's just my issue is just, just that. He's just a, not quite a tweener, but kind of a tweener. Kind of and that regime green mold. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of that same, that mold. And then the other player that you named was Derek, Derek Brown, Brown from Auburn. And he's a guy I like a lot. And I just, I totally just spaced him. Okay. What about Quinnen and Williams? I don't know who he is. I don't know what school he's from. I haven't seen anything of him. So okay. I don't. Alabama. I don't Alabama Richard sophomore. He's... I mean, Raquan Davis is a freaking tank of a man, but Quinnen and Williams is right up there too. I mean, I think he's, he is very, very talented. There's a reason Alabama is just killing teams right now. So that's that's a name to definitely have on your radar. He's a redshirt sophomore? Yes, he is. Yeah. Just look I'll for have him. To, I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to go through and look for him for sure. Yeah. And, and Draymond Jones. That's another one I forgot to mention. Man, oh, yeah. he was killer against Penn State, and he's got a wide variety of moves. I really think – that he could be a guy that could rise up just because apparently there's talk that he could be test through the gym and that valuable ability of an interior pass rusher. Whew, I think he's pretty, pretty damn good too. Yeah, I agree. And I, that's another one that I just completely space. I like Jones a lot. So yep. Eight to 10 way to go, Nick. It's possible. I'm telling, I mean, probably not that many teams that need him, but there's going to be some talent that falls and it's, oh, definitely. it's a good class. And of course that's just right now, as I'll say multiple times, is that we still have a long way to go, so definitely things can still change between now and then. Yeah. But as it sits now, you're right. There are quite a few guys that can go in the first round on the interior defensive line. Now, any listener, make sure you clip that and send it to Nick so he can actually have visible proof that I have and audio proof that I have said that he's actually right because it won't ever happen again. (laughs) I'll take it. I'll take it. Sure, watching football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you have some action on the games. Guys, you've heard me talking about this for weeks, and some of you are still on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at MyBookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing the numbers on roulette, you can create a big parlay. Pick three teams to win, and if you hit all three, you can turn $100 into $600. There's so much to bet on, playoff baseball hockey, primetime fights, and more. But my bookie is one bet I know you'll be happy with all year. I recommend these guys because I really trust them. My bookie has been in business for years and they've got great online reviews. And their mobile site is really easy to use. If you're on the sidelines, now is the time to get in the game. My bookie will still match your first deposit dollar for dollar, but you gotta join now because they'll be pulling that offer soon. Log on to my bookie right now and double your money using promo code theories1 and you'll get your first deposit matched 100%. That's promo code theories1. You play, you win, you guys get paid. Now moving on quickly to that, going over the edge group. Denver, they don't really need it. I mean, 
They do, but they don't. Vaughn Miller, Bradley Chubb, you're locked in. Shaq Barrett, Shane Ray, the depth, that's where you are looking at. So Nick Bosa, yeah, he's the best edge guy in this class, but is Denver really going to take a guy? If they end up with the first pick, are they going to take him? No. If they are in a position where they can take him, they're probably taking a quarterback. Yeah. So that's that's simple as that. I mean, I love Nick Bosa. He's a great player. I'm so bummed he got hurt, but just not really a guy that Denver needs. He'll be back for the playoffs. Yeah, he'll be back for the playoffs. What we need is the Raiders to be just good enough that they miss out on a top three pick. Because I feel like yes. you get Herbert, Bosa, Oliver, and then drop. Although it would be unfortunate to see him be a guy, see a guy like Greedy Williams, who we'll talk about here soon, but. That just the Raiders need to be good enough that they miss out on this top class because I feel like the top of this class is really darn special. Last year's year, the quarterback outside of the quarterback, you know, you had Barkley and Nelson, two positions that I didn't think were of high value as far as overall roster building that early in the draft, at least. But this year, I mean, the interior pass rusher and the edge rusher, as well as a top quarterback, which it looks like, whew, Raiders finish four. <laughs> if you're going to suck that bad, finish four. Yeah, Sorry, that's just my, that's my spiel. <laughs> there's definitely other guys on this edge. Brian Burns, Monte Sweat, mm-hmm. Anthony Nelson, Jalen Jelks, Zach Allen, Afrony Jennings. They're definitely guys that Denver could be looking at. But for depth, you, they're guys that are probably second, third round picks. That still may be a little bit early for the Broncos' taste. Yeah, and but, somebody you didn't mention who's absolutely just rocketing up boards is that edge rusher for Florida. Gosh, all of a sudden, I was just had his name pulled up, and all of a sudden it escaped me. But he has, I think he's had a strip sack in three or four games in a row, and he turns the corner and has burst, like, in is insane. It's really crazy. His name is Jah, Jahai Polite, J-A-C-H-A-I Polite. And, man, speed to power. And he's a guy that's, you know, he's not like super long, but 62260, credible, incredible leverage and bend. He's <laughs> he's really interesting to watch. I'd I'd lock, I'd watch out for him as well. Oh, and Clellan Farrell. I don't know if you mentioned him, but he might be the best player on that Clemson defensive line. Yeah, definitely. And I do like that Florida kid. I did completely forget about him. And there's a guy from Georgia too that's climbing up boards pretty quickly. I can't yeah. remember his name, but he's one that right now he probably is climbing up out of Denver's range. But they have another defensive lineman, edge guy. He's probably kind of that tweener bit, a little bit like Demarcus Walker, not necessarily in play style, and Jonathan Ledbetter. You got CC Jefferson from Florida, Austin Bryant from Clemson. When you're looking for depth, I mean, you got to find guys. Edge rusher, this is one position that when you're in October, you have a really hard time projecting where these guys are going to fall. Because yeah. one big game from an edge rusher with – even just three sacks can skyrocket their draft stock. Or the combine. Of, or the combine. Great athleticism being on display. Great bend. That three-cone drill. It's yep. one of the hardest positions to get a good read on in October. Unless but it's Denver, absolutely, absolutely elite with no off-field concerns. Like Nick Bosa, pretty yep. much. There is one I want to call out that is kind of a local kid who caught my eye last year when I watched them live. And that is Carl Granderson, who is the edge rusher at Wyoming. He's put on probably about 50 pounds since getting there. He's up to, I think he's like 6'5", 265 pounds now. And I I really think highly of him from what I saw him last year. They have an interior guy who's pretty good too, but I think Carl Granderson's the guy to watch out for there. And Wyoming's playing some pretty good defense this year. So, you know, Josh Allen gave him a hard time last year on this podcast, or at least my, the Building the Broncos podcast. 
but I really like what I see from Carl Granderson. And if they can sneak him day, day three or day two, day three, and, you know, get another edge rusher to, if Barrett and Ray leave, that's a guy I am very intrigued by. Yeah. And Josh Allen, he's from Kentucky. You no. said <laughs> mentioning Josh Allen from Wyoming, totally Wyoming. reminded of him. Yeah, yeah. But Josh Allen from Kentucky, he was a guy that a lot of team people liked last year. And I've seen a bit, but a bit of clips of his and, He's a guy that I'm still intrigued by. I think that he'll be the – right now he looks like a fourth or fifth round pick, but as we said, edge is one of the hardest positions that you're able to, to get a read on this, this early on in the game. Yeah, for sure. We'll see what happens. It's, I mean, it really depends on if the Broncos resign a Shaq Barrett or a Shane Ray type or whatever because you got to have, you know, three, four edge rushers in today's NFL. So we'll see. But it's, it's, it's not a – High priority need, not a first round need, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Broncos used an early pick on one just because how much LA values that edge rusher position. Yeah. Now we're going to skip a couple positions and we're just going to jump to safety real quick before we get to linebacker and corner. Safety, it's it's kind of like edge. There's a need there. It could end up being a big need depending on how Justin Simmons continues on playing on the season. It depends on what they see from Will Parks going forward and even DeMonte Thomas going forward. Heck, even Darian Stewart going forward. They could possibly decide to keep him around. So we're going to group it in with these with edge where it's a position of need but not really a need. And there's one guy that takes the cake at safety. And if if you're taking a safety round one, looking at the last couple first round safeties for the last couple of years, this is the guy I would take out of the bunch. Deontay Thompson from Alabama. This guy is good. So good. I would take him over Landon Collins. I would take, or take him over what Jamal Adams was the, was one of them. Just Derwin James. Dude, you're not taking Patrick. away. I agree so much. Derwin's my boy. I would take Derwin over him. And I, I love, Thompson, I think he's a really good. He's probably the best single high safety to come out in a while. I think he's a more complete guy than Malik Hooker, who was also a really good single high safety, but did not tackle the best. But I, I don't know, man. Derwin James is just so freaking good. <laughs> I don't, I don't, we'll, we'll see him in a few weeks. You know, we'll, we'll maybe change our mind after the Broncos play the Chargers because <laughs> he's played. He's literally played every single position on that defense besides defensive tackle, and he's done well. Like he's he's a killer. Yeah. And Sorry, I, after, I got too excited. <laughs> after Deontay Thompson, I haven't really dug much onto the safety group simply because when I was looking at safeties, it wasn't a need for the Broncos. Everyone was thinking that Justin Simmons was going to have a breakout year, yet here he is being unable to attack a 80-year-old woman in a closet. Yeah. So Not like, the issue's there. Safety's looking like a bigger need. So I got a it's definitely a group that I got to dig in deeper. There is one name that I have heard quite a bit of chatter about and that's Taylor Rapp from Washington. Taylor Rapp from Washington is very fun. I think he would compliment Justin Simmons very well. If there's any safety in this class outside of Deontay Thompson that I would be interested in right now, it's probably Taylor Rapp. I do like Jaquan Johnson from Miami as well. I feel but I feel like his body type doesn't play to his size. So probably it's Taylor Rapp again though. The only one I'd be interested in taking round 1 is Deontay Thompson. Although I don't think Deontay Thompson, you're more of a college, you're an NFL draft guy exclusively where I'm draft, but it's also college football. I don't think Deontay Thompson's the best safety in football. I think that Delpit from LSU is the best safety in football, but he's more of that Derwin James do everything type, except he actually is putting up ball skills on tape in college. 
So watch out for him too. I think LSU's got their, their DBU, man. I don't care what anybody says. FSU, ah, gosh, FSU or LSU or OSU. It's all those state schools, but man, Delpit and Greedy Williams, probably the best cornerback and safety in the, in all of college football. And they play on the same team. How crazy is that? Definitely. Now that's really going to wrap it up for safety simply for time reasons and it not being such a big need right now. We're not going to dive deep. Maybe down the road I can have Nick on and we can dig deeper onto safety if it shows that, hey, this is a major need for him. But we're going to get to linebacker and corner. But before we do, I want to holler at you guys about becoming a mile at Huddle VIP. We pride ourselves on breaking Broncos news as it's reported, but that isn't what we really pride ourselves on. What we really pride ourselves on is the Broncos in-depth, all 22 X's and O's, film reviews, deep dive player evaluation type articles that we do. And quite frankly, it's the best there is covering the Broncos around the web. It is behind the VIP premium wall, but that's because of the content is so great and it's definitely worth it. You guys just go to mileahuddle.com, find the green banner at the top of the website that says become a member, click choose monthly or annual and you guys are locked in. You guys get access to all of our articles. You guys get access to our insider forums. And on that, any insider information we get goes on to those insider, into those VIP forums. Definitely join. You guys have my word. It's definitely not going to disappoint you. Pull the trigger. Check it out for yourselves. Now, jumping to linebacker, back up out of the secondary. This, I like this year's class. There's definitely, I think, with how it is, I have two guys, a small, a it's not a small drop, but not a huge drop. Two guys, not a small drop, but not a huge drop, and two more guys. That's kind of how it looks for me. Now, I think Mac Wilson and Devin White, in no particular order, are those top two guys. Then yeah, after that, I'm looking at, from what I've seen, I'm looking at Patty Fisher and Devin Bush. And then after that, I'm looking at Tavon Coney and, the guy from, and a guy from Duke, I think. Joe Giles Harris. Yes. Yeah, I can't really disagree. There are a couple guys that I'm interested in that you didn't really mention there, which I am interested in personally. I really think an interesting guy that's kind of more of that strong safety linebacker type, but Kaliki Hudson from Michigan. He's I think he's more athletic than Devin White. You know, he's six foot two fifteen, but man, he flies around. He probably would play that Sua Cravens role for being completely honest though. And then Trey Smith is somebody that I have not heard many people talk about, but every time I've watched Clemson and my, if my eyes stray at all from the offensive line, it's Trey Smith is the guy who's making the plays. I know Kendall Joseph was a name last year in the draft. He decided to return, but a lot of people liked him. But for me, give me Trey Smith, that dude, he's big, he's athletic, he's instinctual. And I think he's an up and comer. That's not really getting the credit yet because of how talented that Clemson defensive line is. Yeah. And this is definitely a group that, is a big need. And when what the need is, is that Denver needs a cover guy. Josie yeah. Jewell, he's looking great as a, as a run defender. Brandon Marshall, he's definitely lost his step. Todd Davis, he's not a coverage guy. And Josie Jewell's had issues in coverage. So you want to find a coverage guy. I keep having a bunch of people mention to me Cameron Smith, TJ Edwards, and Ryan Connolly from USC and then Wisconsin for the other two. You want a coverage guy? <laughs> what? You said you want a coverage guy. Those are all... <laughs> It's like they just see linebacker and they don't think about the actual skill set. Yeah. So since you jumped in there, why don't you just give some thoughts on those guys? 
I really like, like you said, I like those top two guys. I'm a big Devin White fan. I feel like he's still just putting it together, but he was a really highly rated, actually running back that converted to linebacker. And he's a just, yeah, he's that's he's can run, man. And I feel like his ability and coverage is still coming together, but the potential is all there. I mean, he is just such a smooth mover. It's crazy. And his click and close is great. And he delivers with violence. I mean, there's, there's a lot to love about him and he's full of energy. I mean, who doesn't love a linebacker that's out there screaming after they make a big play. I'm all about it. I really I like talking Mac- about, I was talking about Smith Edwards and Connolly, man. Oh, well, okay. I thought you just said <laughs> give some opinions. Like I could go on about Devin White for a while. I also like Tough Borland and the guy you told me to look out for in Harrison from Malik Ohio Harrison State. from Ohio State. Yeah, I was gonna talk yeah. about him. Athlete. But yeah, like you said, Conley, he's or Edwards more of that traditional three four inside linebacker. I really don't think he is going to be much of a coverage guy. He did make some plays in zo- dropping into a hook zone, but Wisconsin has done so much with like disguising their stuff that I just don't think that he's as versatile as far as an NFL scheme. And if you're frustrated and Todd Davis's inability to coverage, it's going to be worse for Edwards. Same goes for Conley. He's also not a great athlete, but I think he's in a less instinctual package than Edwards. So to pass on both those Wisconsin guys, solid college players, but I don't really see great NFL ability and who was the other one that you mentioned? Cameron Smith from USC. Oh yeah, just another. He's just a guy. I don't think I wouldn't even take him until round six or seven. I'm not impressed with him at all when I see him. I know he was a name that was brought up last year as a potential first round guy, and then man, just just gross. Can't say that. And a guy that I haven't heard too much about, but every time I've watched him, as far as a coverage guy, that really has impressed me is Bobby Okiriki from Stanford. 6'2", 230 pounds, and he's a redshirt senior, an older guy. He wears number 20, but he moves well. I think he's got some potential as a coverage linebacker as well. Yeah, I agree. And just to throw out another name there, what little bit I've seen of Oregon's defense, this guy has stuck out a little bit, and that's Troy Dye. Mm. And I definitely want to dig more on him, but he definitely looks like a guy that can come in and help in coverage a little bit. Although he does seem to have the same little bit issues as Marshall when it comes to run defense, where an offensive lineman engages him or even a fullback engages him. He's going to be blocked out of the play and he struggles to get off, but he can help in coverage. Again, I haven't seen much on him. It's just been quick little bits here and there. Yeah. I, I can't disagree. I I really like the top guys though. And this might be the year that the Broncos finally go with a linebacker decently early. Although I wouldn't be surprised. We'll, we'll see what Cravens does down the stretch, but if, Jewel looks okay filling in for Marshall more and more. And Davis can be that box guy, that pure box guy. And then Craven's playing a little bit more of that coverage safety linebacker type. Then once again, I could see it being pushed down, but it just depends on how the board falls. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I would definitely love if Denver finally got that linebacker that they really need early on this year. But with quarterback, such an issue as we talked about in the other episode, if they don't have a quarterback, that's probably where they're going to be looking. Thank God, but I've got my hopes up last year, so we'll see what happens. Now, before we finish this off with cornerback, I just want to remind your listeners to please give us a click, please give us a click, and subscribe to us on iTunes as well as Stitcher, and we're on Spotify now. Don't forget to share us on Facebook and Twitter. We wouldn't be here today without your listeners, so please just take the time, go subscribe, rate us, and even leave a comment and let your voices be heard on how well you enjoy the show. It's so important. Appreciated of you guys when you do this because you guys are the ones who enable us to do something that we all have to do. So please just help us spread the word around. Now, you and I privately, we've talked at length about this cornerback class. 
-hmm. And this cornerback class is one guy against everyone else. That there is a pretty significant drop-off between Greedy Williams and the next guy. And we're not even sure who that next guy is. There's definitely names that pop up that can be part of that conversation, but there's not a set guy. Hopefully, as the season goes on, we continue to see some of these players emerge and kind of cement themselves higher up this cornerback food chain. But right now, it's Greedy Williams. Who are some of these other guys that you like? Greedy Williams is far and away number one for me. I mean, he's... I wouldn't say he's perfect. There are some inconsistencies in his game when he plays, but man, if you're looking for a guy with some ball skills and length, and I feel like he's filled out his frame this year too, which is something I was looking for and press man ability, length, you know, ability to jar guys and then get back. I mean, it's, it's a good package, man. Everything about him is really good. And like I said, best cornerback in football probably is at LSU. The best safety in football, I think is going to LSU best linebacker, honestly, in football LSU. So man, that LSU Alabama game is going to be freaking crazy good when that finally comes on but i really love greedy williams after that honestly i think my number two guy i'm trending towards byron murphy from washington as you we talked about in the previous episode and keel harry is a guy that is my wide receiver one and byron murphy was all in his grill man byron murphy is the type i really love him because he's not only he has okay size you know six foot 180 185 i think he's probably still putting on some some frame or some muscle onto his frame, but man, he is in your personal space constantly. And I love cornerbacks that play with tenacity and explosiveness who just look fluid and can stay in your hip. Like, like it's nothing, you know, change direction. Doesn't matter. I'm there, you know, kind of try to press me off. Doesn't matter. I'm in your grill. So man, I'm, I'm really, I'm really impressed with Byron Murphy. And if he comes, I think he's a redshirt sophomore as well. So we'll see if he comes out, but typically corners come out pretty early. So I really like him a lot. I was very impressed with DeAndre Baker against Georgia. He's a guy who's a little bit smaller. I think he's about 5'10", 180. And I do have some questions about his press man ability. But again, guy who can stay in phase pretty well. And I think he's improved a lot this season as far as his physicality goes, block uh, tackling in the open field. And then the other cornerback that I have as a potential round one guy right now, I have four, is Kendall Sheffield from Ohio State. And he honestly might be the best overall speed athlete at the cornerback position in this group i mean this dude can absolutely fly he's still working on his press technique but ohio state totally trusts this guy they leave him ohio state probably plays almost as aggressive of a defense as far as their coverage as anybody in college football because they play press man and they're going to play it until you know you beat it and kendall sheffield man he's in there he's jamming guys and then while the jam isn't always i feel like consistent his transition and his ability to catch up after that jam and you know nullify a guy almost you know two yards after that one yard after that is really impressive i mean that recovery speed is elite and he's a perfect fit i think for what the the broncos want as far as a boundary corner i do think he's there's some questions about his his health still he has had some injuries but man i really like the athletic and tools package that is kendall sheffield at ohio state yeah there's definitely some intriguing names on there my big issue with this class, though, is that it's just kind of lacking size overall. Yeah. I mean, when you look down at it, it's a lot of 5'10s to 5'8s. I mean, 5'10 is kind of the short end. You're, 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 what you want is 5'11 to 6'1, and those couple inches matter. Yeah. I mean, look how big these guys come out. Yeah. I'll edit that out. <laughs> Chris Boyd, too. Chris Boyd is another one that's interesting to me but i don't think he's as consistent as i'd want probably more of a day two player but at texas senior uh, he's one that i i like a fair amount but not as much as i really like 
Baker, I like Baker a lot. I just wish he was a little bit bigger, more of a press man guy. I think he's 5'10". And then Byron Murphy and Kendall Sheffield after Greedy Williams. So that's where I'm at right now. There's some other interesting guys as well. You know, Julian Love from Notre Dame has been having a good season. Amani Oruye from Penn State is probably the best player on that defense for them. And Michael Jackson from Miami, you know, solid press man corner. Probably he's kind of like Yadam where he's a little bit stiff. And if you're asking him to play off man, he can get blown past because I just don't know if he has that. If he's not controlling you at the line of scrimmage, then I don't know if he has the total athleticism to keep up with some of these route runners, but still solid class. I'm not impressed with either of the Florida or Florida state cornerbacks though, that were built up to start the year. Yeah, I definitely agree. Those are all guys that I like quite a bit. And one name that I've been hearing quite a bit, uh, around in NFL circles is Julian Blackman from Utah. Ah. He's got good size, but the biggest concern that I've heard is that just he's still learning the technique. Yeah, it's not pretty. He plays that that Alabama style. They ask him to do it, so it's, it's just really infuriating as somebody who's watching the tape and trying to evaluate him, but it's that it's that shuffle. You know where they pit, they immediately turn their back to the sideline and then kind of do that shuffle instead of it's a jam and backpedal. So I don't know how his feet are. Like I just, it's, it's really hard to tell what he's going to be at the NFL. Cause you don't see any, I can't think of any NFL teams that use that style of teach that type of technique for their cornerbacks. So there's yeah. going to be some transition there as far as the NFL. I mean, that's a reason that people were like Alabama corners, man, they, they hardly work out because they play this stupid shuffle and Marlon Humphrey is going to fall. Yada, yada. It's just, it's just hard to evaluate because it's an unknown. Yeah. And everything that I've heard is that, He's got good athleticism. He's got the good size. He's got the length. Just he's so he can be so physical. It just all comes back to that technique. And as everyone that I've spoken with says, is they emphasize that like the player, but he's a project. And with a couple other corners too, that's the word that I've been getting. Really. This is one of the weakest classes for corners that we've seen in a while. Last year was really strong, and Denver took a guy pretty early. Hopefully he ends up panning out because right now this looks like one of the weakest positions. Bradley Roby hasn't progressed as people thought he would. Chris Harris looks like he's kind of taken a step back. Isaac Yadam we just haven't seen enough of. And then Adam Jones and Tremaine Brock, they're not guys that you can count on. I mean, Adam Jones is 35 years old. Tremaine Brock is – He's up not there good, in age, but he's not yeah, good. Not I, good. <laughs> so definitely 10. It doesn't matter. He's not good. Definitely a position that Denver has to keep an eye on going forward. But guys, that's going to wrap it up for us today. I want to thank you all for listening. And I want to thank Nick for joining me for t- in this episode of trickle down threes. Please leave a like and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at Nick Kendall and my own at Eric Trickle. You can always reach us on there with any kind of question, and we're always more than willing to respond. We love the interaction with you guys, the fans, listeners, and readers of our content, because without your support, we wouldn't be here without you. So we thank you for that. Also, please follow at Mylila Huddle for all of our written work from MyLilaHuddle.com and at Huddle Up Pod for all the podcasts that come out on our network. Also, keep an eye out or an ear out because I do do periscopes. And I do them pretty regularly, so keep an eye out for those. And I do film breakdowns during the week. I had a great time with you, Nick. I do hope to have you on again in the future. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for staying up as late as you did for for this. I'm your host, Eric Trickle. Thank you guys for listening, and have a wonderful night.
You've been listening to Trickle Down Theories. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.